Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, we are live. So I'm using my computer and of course there's a little bit of a delay. So just bear with the funny uh, footage for 30 more seconds, guys. Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm just sharing in the group as well that we are live. And while I am playing technical person. Um, let's see, will it let me edit? Probably not. No, it's gonna try and freak out. Okay. Edit the post, maybe. No, it's letting me edit, woohoo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, freaking hallelujah. Okay, so while I am playing technical person and trying not to look super weird, um, Let's go ahead and start having you guys write in the comments below, whether you're watching this live, whether you're watching the recording. Um, I want you to start writing in the comments below some areas that are frustrating to you in your house. Now, I took this topic, basically, it's one of the bonus topics for the course Clutter Free Home. So obviously, I will talk more about that later on in the video. That's Clutter Free Community sharing it into the group for you guys as well. So you have that. Okay. You officially have my full, almost full attention. <laughs> Sorry, doing this as a, doing this myself. Just want to make sure I get everything for everyone. Okay. Perfect. You officially have my full undivided attention and you also get to see inside my home. So welcome to today's bonus video. I am so excited you are here. Today we are going to be talking about duplicates and in regards to duplicates, actually seeing what the heck you have in your home. So this is bonus content. If you are watching this live, then this course is part of the, or this video is part of the bonus content for Clutter Free Home. It is a self-study course that I will have live components to that helps you take the clutter out of your home and clean up your environment so that you can come home to a place where you can relax and recharge and you don't feel like you have to escape from it all the times. So today's video, again, I keep mentioning and keep teasing it, is duplicates. So one of the things that really stresses people out is having a bunch of things in their home and in their environment that just frustrates them. And not everyone will like pay attention to that. So what do I mean by that? When you have duplicate items in your home, it shouldn't be an issue. So you wouldn't even think about it. But the reason why this is a bonus video and a bonus content is because duplicates in your home actually cause more friction in your home. So what do I mean by that? I told you in the beginning of this to start making a list and start writing it in the comments to tell me what things that you have that are areas in your house that you're frustrated. So if you don't know or if something's not popping up, some of the examples that I got was people's offices or paper in particular on their desks. Um, some people it's uh, like an overabundance of tools, which wouldn't sound like a problem, but it could be. 
Um, it could be things like shoes. It could be things like bedding, or maybe it's your pantry, which my pantry's in that corner right there. Little things like that, where it's an area, maybe even a junk drawer. So it's an air. What do I define a duplicate frustration area? It's an area where you have a bunch of stuff pushed in there, shoved in there. You can't really see everything and you don't really know what you have. So you kind of have to dig through it to find out what you have. And because you don't know what you have, you may have like a tape measure in one drawer where your junk drawer, but maybe you have four or five junk drawers throughout your house. So maybe you have tape measures everywhere. So apparently let's run with the tape measure example. So to make it easier for you guys to understand, if you have tape measures everywhere and now you're going to start working on a project, well, if you're trying to find a tape measure, you better hope it's in one of your junk drawers. That's no way to live. And the reason why this is bonus content is because you will have gone through all the other modules and you will start to identify the areas in your home that are cluttered. You will clean them up over the five weeks and then you'll have week six, week six full of bonus content so you can really take it to that graduate level. So most people wouldn't think, oh, well, why are my papers on my desk causing me frustration? Like, how is that gonna better my life? Well, here's how. When you know where your stuff is, you're not gonna have to go through what is called decision fatigue. So I'm gonna get nerdy on you for a second, just bear with me. Decision fatigue, think of it this way. You have 100 units of energy, and no matter what you do, no matter what supplements you take, no matter how healthy of a lifestyle you live, you can never get more than 100. You start the day off, it's like 100 credits, like if you're playing a video game. So you start off with 100 every single day every single time you make a decision. And I'm talking any single time you make a decision. So it could be, do I have oatmeal or cereal for breakfast? Do I wear this shirt or that shirt for work? Doesn't matter what it is. Anytime you make a decision, you're chunking away at those units of energy. Now, I believe that you can go into the negative, but you can't take a monster in the middle of the afternoon or even maybe a nap in the middle of the afternoon and ramp back up. The only way that you can do that is to go to the next day and obviously you would have slept and all that and then you get to start over again with 100 units. Well, if you have all of this stuff everywhere and you don't know where anything is, you are going to be using up precious units of energy that are just going to cause friction in your life. Again, this is why it's a bonus content because you would have cleaned up a lot of the other areas of clutter in your life already. So. Let's dive in. And of course, at the end of this video, if you want, you can always look at the journal prompts that are going to be attached with it. So I want you to go ahead and make a list of every area that's frustrating you. So again, some examples, junk drawers, your office desks um, or desk. Um, it could be a pantry. It could be um, your kids' bedroom. It could be where you put your shoes. It could be where you store all your pet stuff, little things like that. Just write it down for me. And then once you've written it down, I want you to physically go, you can take the video with you if you want, go to those areas and go, let's pick um, office papers. So office papers for this example, I want you to go to where those papers are. Are the papers in your purse? Are papers on your dining room table? Are papers in a bin near the front door? Are papers on your desk? Are papers in your kid's backpack that are important? You know, where are all of these papers scattered? So once you've started to go to different rooms in your house and identify where all of this stuff is, as you're doing that, grab it up. So if there are papers on your dining room table, they don't belong in your dining room table. I, I'm not judging because I used to do that. 
I'm just saying they don't belong there. That's where you eat. So you should make it inviting for you to eat there. So go to your dining room table, grab the papers, go to your purse and grab your receipts and all your paperwork, go to your car, grab all your paperwork, go to, you know, wherever area in your house that there's paperwork, grab it all up and put it in one big pile. Now this might feel overwhelming depending on how much paper is everywhere. I did this actually, I did this exercise with my parents probably eight, nine months ago. And the amount of papers that they had that was in multiple different areas of the house was two of the Rubbermaid, like, like 55 gallon drum me type things, two Rubbermaid bins, like stacked high, like mind you, I'm standing, I'm five foot two, the pile of papers out of their bookcases, and it was paperwork for work, it wasn't a book papers in their dining room table and their offices and bookcases all over the house were this high and there was two piles of them. And of course that can be overwhelming, but I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I want you to visually see what you have. And the only way you're ever going to actually be able to do that and find out where you really have duplicates in your household. And honestly, even in your life is if you take it all, gather it up, and put it in one spot. Now, if it's overwhelming and you need to take a break, go ahead and take a break. Make that the first action that you do and then come back to it. If it is in a spot where it is not overwhelming and you can go ahead and continue on, now I want you to start thinking, like the, the first thing that most people would do is like, oh my God, I have these two crazy bins full of paper. Let me start plowing through them. Let's start scanning. Let's start shredding, like scanning, scanning and shredding. Let's start scanning. Let's start shredding. Let's start putting things in yada, yada, yada. No, that's not what we're going to do. The first thing you're going to do once you've gathered everything up is you're going to decide where is the paper's home. The reason why we have duplicates in our house. And again, this has come from helping out friends, helping out family, helping out other clients. You know, the reason why we have duplicates is because nothing has a home. Your home is a home and an environment for you to feel comfortable, to be feel safe and be sheltered. You want the same thing for your things. So, you know, we can continue with the office papers, but we can even use an example as like a pantry. The pantry's home is to store goods for cooking and maybe for cleaning and maybe you have some cleaning supplies or something like that in there. But you have a clearly defined home of where that stuff goes. You're not sleeping in your pantry because A, you probably wouldn't fit and B, it wouldn't really be comfortable. You sleep in your bed, you store your food in your pantry. So it's the same concept. That's why most people's pantries is not actually really cluttered. It's just very disorganized, even in that scenario. What is the home for that area? And I apologize if you can hear it. One of my puppies is crying because I'm not giving him attention. I am with you guys. Um, so ignore the, the baby cries, but that's real life. Um, but if you're thinking of this and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go with the paper example. I want the paper's home to be in a filing cabinet next to my desk. First off, I want to make sure you actually have that filing cabinet. If you don't have the filing cabinet, before you start going crazy and going through all those papers and using the words that I make up, the scan shred word, you know, before you do any of that, go and buy the things that you need before you start processing everything. So if you don't have that filing cabinet, but maybe it would feel really, really good to have a filing cabinet so you could store all your important documents, you could process things. Maybe that meant you had like a separate bin, a bin to go ahead and focus on documents that you're actively working on. So maybe you have 
receipts that you're actively working on that you can't really file away yet. If you don't have the storage bins and storage homes for those items, go ahead and buy them first. So different examples so that you guys can understand. Let's go back to the pantry. So in my pantry, and one day I will show you guys my pantry. Maybe I'll take some photos so you can see. In my pantry, we have different categories. Sorry, give me 30 seconds. Sorry about that. Babies needed their toys. So in our pantry, what we have is we actually have different, oh my God, that might've not been a good idea. Let me take the toy from him. Okay. So in our pantry, what we have is we have different categories of where different things belong. So in our pantry, the very bottom of it is where the garbage can goes, where our little vacuum goes, and we have, I think, the Swiffer there, and then some garbage bags. But that is like the cleaning center. So my cleaning supplies are down there, things like that, but that is where the home of everything that needs to be cleaned is. And then above that, we have like snacks. So maybe it is candy, cookies, whatever the scenario is. Anything that is a snack type item goes in that next area. And then from there, we have another category. It's going to be like dry goods. And then on the very top is going to be like canned goods or glass jars. So again, everything has a home. When Ben and I go grocery shopping and we come home, we put our fruit away, we put our meat and veggies and our dairy and all of that away, that has a home. But even when we go into the pantry, things have a home. So I don't have a can of like pork and beans on the top shelf. And then I have a can of like, I don't know, I don't know why spam, but spam on the third shelf. All of the canned items are in one area. The other thing, whether it is your pantry, whether it is your office, whether it is your desk, your papers, doesn't matter, your junk drawer, I want you to have good storage for it. And also good lighting. The reason why we have duplicates is because whether it's physical or metaphysical, we can't see what we have. If everything is scattered, you can't see what you have. But also, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and take, you know, if we're using papers, those two giant piles of papers, take them, shove them in a closet and never get to them. I want you to create the home of where those things are gonna be and I want you to have good lighting where it's appropriate. So, again, going back to a pantry example, I have a couple of pop lights in there so that I don't have dark corners in my pantry where I can accidentally shove a can of tomato sauce in the back corner and never remember it's there or maybe overstack some pasta in the back corner because I don't see it. I want you to physically see it, but I want you to have room and organization in there to where you can actually see it. And another thing too, when it comes to like bins and storage and all of that, the reason why that stuff works is because you're giving a home within a home within a home. So if we're using the office, for example, and going back to those papers, you're going to have your filing cabinet. And you're going to have your processing bin and your filing cabinet. So maybe your processing bin is where you're working on stuff that is active. So it is a bill you're working on, something you have to pay, maybe a letter you have to sign, maybe something you have to mail out, but it's active paperwork you're working on. Then your filing cabinet itself would be, you would have your little hangy folders, manelas. No, not manelas. I think so. 
hanging folders. You're going to have your hanging folders in there and you're going to label, okay, I'm going to be saving. This is the folder of all of the receipts I need to save for taxes for this year. So taxes 2019. And you would have a folder for that. You would have a folder for um, important warranty information, a folder for that, a folder, a folder, a folder, a folder. You get the point. You're not just going to take all those papers and shove them into the filing cabinet because we just took your problem and moved it from one area to the other. We're not solving the problem. The entire purpose of this course and the bonus content and everything that I teach when it comes to clutter is let's do this shit once. And yes, I'm saying that. And yes, I'm being honest about it. Let's do this shit once. Why? Because you have more important stuff to work on. No one wants to be cleaning up papers the rest of their life. Like, yeah, for someone that likes, you know, likes to declutter, it can be fun and exciting. But I also want you to have time for more things that are important in your life. Spending time with your animals, going on a vacation, doing things that you enjoy, creating a course, creating a podcast, whatever that is. The only way we're going to get there is if we clean all of the clutter up. And like I said, having duplicates in your house is another area of clutter. It's a graduate level, but it's another area of clutter that you can go ahead and clean up. So off my soapbox for a second, let's go back to storage and lighting. I do not, I'm going to grab something to drink. I do not believe that storage or lighting has to be expensive. So one of the other bonus content videos that you will have is going and busting through beliefs and things that aren't necessarily true. Well, you know, one of the things I used to think of in the past was, oh my God, having really good storage or really good organization has to be expensive. It doesn't. Interdramatic pause. The reason why it doesn't have to be expensive is it depends on if people are going to see that storage or not. So if you don't have this crazy budget in regards to buying things for storage, you know, maybe you need storage bins or something like that, you could always repurpose. There's tons of Pinterest videos out there or Pinterest tutorials that will show you how to take a cereal box and turn it into a storage container for maybe your magazines. So you could do something like that and make a fun project out of it. Or you could do something and go to like Walmart and buy whatever the Walmart brand item is to go ahead and that's honestly what we use in our pantry. We have a couple of these really small, they're more for like makeup than anything. They're like yay big and it's little small storage containers and they're, they're like about yay long and about yay deep and it's open. And normally you would put like makeup or toothbrushes or something like that in there. We actually use it to store like um, our, our grains for sure. We put our rice in those little things. We put our oatmeal in there. Um, I have something, it's called farina. It's got cream of wheat in English. I have that in there. So little things like that, it's stored in my little rows. So not only can I see in my pantry where is everything, but I can also see, man, I really need to start eating some oatmeal because I have a lot of oatmeal left over and my oatmeal bin is busting at the seams. So instead of me going out the next week and buying oatmeal or maybe even buying a different flavor of oatmeal, I am conscious that the oatmeal needs to be taken care of first or eaten, and then I can go out and buy more. Again, preventing you from getting unnecessarily duplicates. So same thing when it comes to even your papers, going back to that original example. When you have one bin that you're using to process your papers that you're working on, not three, not five, not 10, one. Why? I want it to be something you're actually touching. 
So again, if it's a receipt that you need for taxes for the end of the year, that's not something you're actively touching. Take it, put it in its home, write on the manila or the hanging folder, taxes, whatever year, 2019, 2020, whatever, and then have it so that you can take those papers and you can put it there so they have a home. So storage doesn't have to be crazy expensive. If you want to go out and splurge on your storage, you're more than welcome to. So there are areas that we will splurge on storage. And I say splurge in air quotes, so maybe it's the fancier version of stuff in Walmart um, because that's just one of my favorite places to shop. So we have this really pretty storage container where we take all of Ben's t-shirts and fold them. I think it cost us about 15 bucks but it was a really pretty gray. I like the fabric. I like the design of it. So that is where his t-shirts are stored. It wasn't originally designed for that, but it fit the space and it fit what I needed it to do. So like I said, your storage doesn't have to be crazy expensive. So don't think that if you don't have the budget for it, or maybe you don't want to spend the money on it, that you have to. I just want to make sure that you have good lighting and that you can actually see and everything has a home. So from there, which again, this will be another course that we'll talk about. I want you, once you started going through the duplicate areas in your life, that's when you can start to shop your home. And what do I mean by shopping your home? What I mean is you start to create an experience. So I know, and no one's probably ever used the word experience when it came to their pantry. But for me, I want, and I want this for you too. So again, since this is a graduate level thing, you don't have to freak out and go like, oh my God, it has to be an experience from day one. It doesn't have to. But I love it when I go to my pantry and I feel like I'm shopping my own stuff. So all my things are in really pretty rows. They're in really nice containers. They're all uniforms. It's very easy to see. I have really great lighting. So I like to think of it and I started getting into the really, like really into the energy of shopping my environment. When I started working at a dealership a couple of years ago, I had to help create an experience where people would come in and they would shop. But also I had to make sure I had to keep everything organized so that I knew inventory wise where stuff was at or if a customer asked, I could be like, oh yeah, the yada yada is in this corner of this shelf, yada yada yada. There was a lot of yadas, but you got the point. So when I started learning it from the retail perspective, and one of my favorite places to go is um, like a J. Crew or a Bahama Mama or a Tommy Hilfiger or a Nine West, um, places like that. They have fantastic, fantastic designs when it comes to shopping and environment because obviously their business is to create an environment where you can shop and you can have a really good time and spend a lot of money with them. So why can't you have that same experience in your home? So again, I highly doubt that anyone in the universe is ever going to talk about the experience of shopping in their pantry, but that's one of the next bonus videos. I will start to teach you how to shop your home so that it's really inviting. And then the last part of all of this, and again, don't worry, you'll have all the journal prompts and you'll have all the steps in the bonus content. Um, if you're watching this live, you'll see them on the post. If you're not watching this live and you're seeing this in the bonus content, just look below the video. So the last thing of this is to start throwing out your duplicates. Again, one of the things that I have noticed in the past is when you take all of your stuff and you gather it all up, whether it's all your pantry items, your clothes, your shoes, your papers, it doesn't matter what it is. Let's, let's use actually bedding because bedding is a really good one that most people overlook. So maybe is bedding, so sheets, 
towels, um, your comforters, your fitted sheets, your pillowcases, bedding in general, right? So anything that qualifies as bedding, maybe pillows that could qualify in the bedding category too. Um, throws, that's another one, sorry, just popped in my head. So when you take all of your bedding from all these other places and you take it and you put it in one place and you start to go through things and you already know, okay, well this one closet is gonna be the home for the bedding. So I will know that if I'm shopping that area and I need to shop for new bedding, I'm gonna go to this closet, open it up, my this is are here, my this is are here, my this is are here. Again, graduate level stuff. So when you are taking all of that stuff and you're actually putting it in its home, that is when I want you to start processing everything. I don't want you to do it beforehand because you need to think of it as like you're setting up a housewarming gift for your things. So you've cleaned the area, you've designed the actual spaces of where things are going to be, everything has its home or its designated shelf, you know, then you can start putting the things away. And then as you're taking the things, as you're taking your pillowcases, you know, take all your bedding, we'll continue with the bedding example, take all your comforters, put them in one pile, take all your fitted pillowcases, put them in a pile, take all your fitted sheets, put them in a pile, take all your throws, put that in a pile. You get the point, take all your towels, take all your hand towels, take all your kitchen towels, put it in one pile. So when you've taken them and you've organized them into their categories, then what you can do is you can start to see what's worn out and what needs to be either donated or thrown out. And it's the easiest time to do it then because A, you've gone through all of this already. You've gone through creating the home of where things are going to be. This is the final step. This is like the graduate step of the graduate step or your, I guess, the capstone or like your MBA project, whatever. Um, but it is the final step of taking those things and putting them away. So I want you to, in a sense of honoring yourself and honoring your stuff, I want you to pick the best of the best of the best of your things. So instead of, and I've done this plenty of times, I probably do this about every six months or so when it comes to our bedding. So that's why bedding is a really easy example for me. When it comes to bedding, I want you to, you know, take all that stuff, you already have it in your piles. So when you go to take your towels and put them away in the towel section, Go ahead and start looking at the towels. Are any of them frayed? Are any of them really worn? Are any of them stains beyond repair and they can't be saved? Any of those types of things. Um, are they pilling so that you know the fat, the material isn't that great on them anymore and they're not drying as good as they should? Any of that stuff, don't put it in its new home. Take it, say thank you to it as Marie Kondo likes to say, and go ahead and get rid of it. And then only put the amazing, it's good, it's worth it item in its home. So same thing for your fitted sheets, same thing for your comforters. And the reason why we go back to doing this, and again, I'll dive more into this when it comes to shopping, but you have already gone through and created an environment that it's really, really inviting or whatever your word is, because we've gone through the exercise already of creating an environment that your home just like sings. So I can go into a friend's house and I can feel, oh my God, they love to have people over. They love to have community and gathering because I can feel it in how they've created their home. Our home, which I've talked about on the podcast and I've talked about it through this course, is calm and spacious. So you can even see behind me, there's not a bunch of stuff on my counter. Like we have a debate probably once a week of does Margaret really need the Keurig and Margaret really does need the Keurig for the moment. 
But you know, we like to have we like to have an inviting space that is calm, it is spacious, and we design our stuff that way. So we have things to you know to replicate that. I don't have nine different things on my counter. What belongs on my counter is technically my Keurig because yes, I love my Keurig. My you know my soap and my sponge. And then over here, I've got some flowers and then behind the flowers, I technically have like a dish rag. So that is what this home is. That's what the environment belongs to. So then it's easy to make sure that things that don't belong there don't stay there. So one thing that I was doing before we had our last move is I was going through bedding because I was like, okay, this is a really great time. We're going into a new environment. Let's go through the bedding and see which ones we wanted to keep. And to be honest, most of the bedding, we didn't want to keep it. It was well used, well loved, but it was starting to either fade or the fabric was starting to pull or the fabric was starting to go, or maybe the bedding was like not as, um, like the fitted sheets weren't really fitted anymore. They were almost a flat sheet. So we said, thank you. I appreciate the items. You know, I genuinely, let's, let's go into that for a second. The reason why we give gratitude before we throw something out, people especially hoarders, because we have a couple hoarders in both of our families. When you are not conscious and you are not grateful of the things you have, it's easy to take it for granted. And regardless of what your pay is, regardless of what your background is, regardless of what your belief is, you have worked hard for your things. It doesn't matter how you got them, whatever that work meant, you've worked hard for your things. So I want you, because again, it's really, really healthy for us, I want you to express gratitude and you know, even if it was this bottle and I had used it a lot and I made a bunch of smoothies in it and I was ready to throw it out, you know, thank you so incredibly much for letting me make smoothies and not smell because you're glass and let you take, take you on the go and whatever the scenario is. It's a moment to be grateful of the home you have, the things you have, the things you've been able to purchase. And then it's also like a little conscious shift of, I am so grateful for you. I can't wait to see what's next. And that's why when you're taking your things and you're putting them in their home, you're putting the best of the best. And then again, over time, like I said, with our bedding, I go through our bedding about every six months. We have, and if you don't know this already, because I've said it otherwhere, other, other places, we've got three mastiffs and also three cats. So we go through a lot of towels and a lot of bedding just because you know, babies get sick or babies want to snuggle or we want bedding, God forbid. So we go through bedding a lot. So again, every six months I will go through that area and I will shop the area and then I will manage it from there. But that's why going through your items is the last step of seeing what you actually have and processing your duplicates. You have to have that home first before you can actually process them. And also I want you to be in the better in the right mind frame of seeing what you have and seeing the volume of what you have. Because sometimes you may be looking at your bedding, for example, and going, holy crap, I don't have enough. No wonder why we're always fighting about towels. We have like four towels and there's like six of us. You know, I'm just making an exaggerated example, but you get the point. So same thing with like office supplies. You may look through and like I do with my parents, have two mega piles of papers and go, holy shiznit. I have a shit ton of papers. No wonder why it's always so frustrating trying to find receipts. Well, if you didn't have that filing cabinet, I wanted you to have stopped and bought the filing cabinet so you can have the home so you can transition things so that you don't go back into this process again because the entire point is let's clear the clutter from your home so you have time to do the things you want to do.
So that is why I've talked about it probably for about 10 minutes, but it's really, really important to go through, process your duplicates, and then throw out. And then when you're throwing out your stuff, like the project is not done until everything is put away. So again, if this is something that you need to do over a period of time, like my parents, when they had two stacks, I'm not even joking, my God. They had two stacks of papers this tall. And the only way that we could store them was to put them in Rubbermaid bins for the bottom. And then the, basically from there up was binders full of papers, full of old notes, full of old courses, full of old this, full of old that. So what they were doing, they decided where the new home of papers was going to be. And then throughout the week while they were watching TV, my mom and my dad, they're super cute. My mom and my dad went and they had a shredding party while they were watching, I think like Big Bang Fury. I think that's the TV show they love to watch together. So they had gone through the papers and as they would go through papers, they would put a pile of things to file and save and things to shred. And then, oh, this is an active item. So as they're going through those piles, one of the parents is sorting, you know, and this is a great thing to do with whether it's your spouse, your kids, you know, involve the other people in your home so that they're a part of building that better home environment, period. I don't want this to just be all on you. You know, maybe your spouse or your kids don't do every single part of the activities with you, but they should be involved because this is their home too. So let's give them ownership over everything that is appropriate. Obviously, you're not going to have your toddler sort papers with you. I get that, but you get my point. So as one parent was sorting the papers, the other parent would take the pile to shred and would shred the papers or take the binders because they after at the end of this, I swear to God, I think they had like almost 30 binders. They would take the binders. They got rid of all the binders that they didn't want. So they put them in a giant bag and we donated it to, I want to say a battered women's shelter, but they put all the binders in a big bag, but they started processing everything. So by the time that they were done, it took about a week because there was a lot of stuff to go through. But by the time they were done, you were done. There was no, oh, let's go back and work on the papers again. Or for us, there was no, let's go back and work on the bedding and the laundry again. Like when you're done, you're done and you're done. Like if you've never done this before, I want you to really like sit with it for a second and go, what would it look like to be done? And maybe that, you know, that's definitely going to be one of your journal prompts, but like what would this look like if it was done? What would this look like if I never had to worry about papers again? I never had to worry about finding stuff in my pantry again. I never had to wonder what was in my drawer again and have a junk drawer to begin with. What would this look like to never be an issue? And then when you're looking at that, you're then going to obviously, or at least I'd hope you would go ahead and ask yourself the next question is, well, awesome. What am I going to spend my time with? And one of the reasons why people have clutter in their homes and they create duplicate areas in their homes is because they're so afraid of what they're going to spend their free time on. So they kind of self-sabotage and they go ahead and create all this clutter so that they have that to focus on versus like the bigger picture. So that's why one of the favorite questions I love to ask is like, if you had no more clutter and all of this was taken care of, what would you do? What would you spend your time on? Would you podcast? This is why I always bring these things up. Would you travel? Would you, and mind you, I'm not trying to like have everyone just travel and create podcasts. Like, would you garden more? Would you have woodworking crafts? Would you do metal work like my husband does? Like that's one of his hobbies. Or it could even be something as simple as like, would you play a video game more? 
for me, one of the things I love to do, it's part of my what would you do more of bucket. It's podcasts, create courses and content, and Netflix and chill. Because not everything we do has to be a thing. So think about that as I do dramatic pause. Not everything has to be a thing. Not everything has to be, let me clean this area up of my life so that I can do more stuff. And the entire point is to just spend your time doing things you love, not necessarily more stuff. And mind you, our household, we are mega movie nuts. We watch pretty much every movie when it comes out. We've got Hulu, we've got Netflix, we've got Amazon Prime, and we're those weird people that will be having all of that, Redbox and movie tickets and all that, and we'll be like, man, there's nothing to watch because we've watched it all. But that's something that brings us such joy. And if I'm constantly freaking out about the pantry or freaking out about junk drawers or it takes forever for me to pay the bills because I can't find all the papers, like if I'm freaking out, out about that stuff or maybe Ben's freaking out about the fact that he can't find his tools, well, that's just taking away time from like Netflix and chilling together, spending quality time together. Like we have a movie date night anywhere from one to three nights a week where we're watching a movie together or watching a TV series together. And we've created that part of our life so that we can have a really good, strong marriage, but also that we can do something that we enjoy because we're not doing the minutia of life. Like there's no need to keep up with the minutia of life. You know, you've got better things inside you that you could be doing. And again, even if it's Netflix and chilling, not calling it your bad self because that's what I do. So that's, like I said, that's why throwing out things is like your last thing. It's like the graduate to the graduate step. So once you've thrown all your stuff out and you've put everything into your home, you are officially done. You're done with duplicates. Now you can use the same process in your life. So if you've got, let me think of an example. Hmm. So car insurance or like insurance, maybe you have a car insurance and I don't know why car insurance popped into my head, but it did what it did. So someone out there needed to learn more about car insurance. Um, so say you have insurance and it's duplicated in your life. Like maybe all your physical stuff is now awesome, but maybe your bills are too cumbersome. So you're going and instead of having your motorcycle with one insurance and your car with one insurance and your home with one insurance and your, I don't know, your something else with other, like your RV and other insurance, see if there's things that you can bundle. Again, why have all of your energy scattered when you can have it all together. So now, like, God, I feel like a Geico commercial. I'm not, I promise, I'm not trying to promote Geico or Progressive or any of those. I'm just trying to get the point across that there is no need for unnecessary clutter in your life, whether it's physical, because I think it's easiest to look at it through the physical. Then once you can ha get a handle on the physical, you can start working on the digital, the financial, and then the metaphysical or the spiritual. So little thing to think of once you've gone through the duplicates in your life and in your home you can actually work on them in your life so i hope i hope i hope that you have had a wonderful time whether it's a little bit stressful or not i promise it's worth it at the end but i hope you've had a really good time enjoying this bonus and if you have any questions you know the drill especially by now take your questions and go ahead and put them in the private facebook group that we have and post them there mm -hmm. and then that way we can go ahead and give you support and i always recommend if you have a question about something 
take a picture. So if you have a pantry and you're like, well, I don't really know how to organize this, take as many pictures as you can and upload it to the group and then write in there, what's your, ang what's your anger? What's your anger? Like, are you mad because you like found a can of pasta back there that was, or a can of, not pasta, a can of tomato sauce that was expired because you didn't know it existed as you were going through your stuff. Like, tell us your frustration, take your pictures, so then that way we can see it as, you know, obviously it's the best that we can see without physically being there, so we can see it and so we can help you. That is the entire point of the private Facebook group, is to help you. And again, if you are watching this live, don't forget to look at the links in the course because there are special bonuses for you that if you sign up for the early bird pricing, that you get $100 off the course, plus you get an hour live with me to go over whatever areas in your house that are the most frustrating and you need the most support on. So, I'm so grateful for your time. Go and deduplicate your house and then check out the next video on how to shop your home. Have a great night. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.